Hey kids, do you like soda? Yeah! Do you like YouTube shows about soda? Uh-huh. Kinda. You should check out Soda Discussions. It's on YouTube every Thursday where our friends Dan and Jeff talk about different soda types and see if they like them or not. It's Soda Discussions. Hey, hey, we're Jeff and Dan. You can hear us say things like, Wow! And, Huh? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Check us out every Thursday. Enjoy. So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh, baby, that was good. I am stupid. <laughs> I like to cook slop. Do you want to top that slop? Thought we were going to have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into... Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends tries to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This week, it's better things. My name is Dan, and I know what a gaffy stick is. My name is Jimmy, and there was a tweet that went out talking about how old the Beatles were during the recording of the Get Back documentary, and it really depressed me. <laughs> yep. My name is Jeff, and I'm so over New England. <laughs> I knew <laughs> you'd make a comment man. on snow. Yeah, it's just just the weather. The weather makes nothing else <laughs> worth it. It's just awful. Who, who, uh, who wants this? Nobody. Nobody likes it. Just be done with it. That's why I'm. I Republican. love this crotchety old Jeff phase. It's so good. It's yeah. like an arc. It's but it's I even even if you liked daughter, old right? man Logan, check out no. old man Jeff. <laughs> old man Jeff, my daughter. Right, she's she's thirteen and a half months old because you have to measure babies by months. <laughs> and it's we just had a snowstorm. You know, her first snowstorm. She was a newborn. Didn't get to experience it. Yesterday, we dress her all up. My wife's excited. I'm excited. She's looking cute. We're like, let's go build a snowman. Bring her outside, sit her in the snow. Hates it. Hates it. I don't know if she doesn't understand it because I don't understand it. You know, she's just sitting in it. Did not like it. Didn't even move her. Hates her arms it. were like, she was like, man, didn't, didn't care for it at all. And, you know, she didn't like cry. But then we picked her up. She didn't even, she didn't even miss it. She's just not like, no, five more minutes, mom. I want to build this. Didn't even build a snowman. She just sat in it. Little butt prints in the snow. That's it. Hell yeah. So it's not that I'm old. Snow. We don't need it. It stinks. It's messy. It's inconvenient. It's cold. It doesn't make the pizza worth it. Listen, when I was living in New Haven, I could walk to the best pizza places in, in the universe. I loved it. I You might have an argument like, but then you won't have pizza if you move, right? I'm like, oh, you're right. Now I live in a town where there's shit pizza everywhere. I got It's inconvenient to get the good pizza, but I still get snow. It's bullshit. You know? I don't. No, if, one if has not nothing pizza, to do with the other. They do. It's the only thing keeping me here <laughs> is good pizza. That's the only thing that this. this not friends and family. No, <laughs> friends. You guys. I can do no. this. I can do this online. Family. They don't want to get vaccinated. I can't see them anyway. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Goodbye. We're done. I'm done with it. I'm just so over it. And like, see, you brought up an interesting point about like pizza in the universe. And I was like, first of all, you can't actually um, attest to that. But I want to know <laughs> if there are better pizzas in the universe now. I, I love how Jimmy's like, well, there's a lot of worlds we haven't been to. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I want to know if there's like, better pizza. I had such a good point to make and it's gone now after Jimmy said that. I have no recollection of what I was going to say. <laughs> You're welcome. But like seafood. Now you could, all you can you think of quickly, is pizza on Mars. You could quickly transfer good seafood to everywhere in the country safely and timely. Like I've had, I've had oysters from Washington. It, they're fine. I didn't have to go to Washington to eat the oysters there. It's fine. I could get. Is good Washington seafood. anything like Washington? Washington. <laughs> one one day. Dan's Are you talking about Washington have... State or Washington D.C. State. Oh, well, they are known for their oysters, you dumb. Well, that's dumb. what I'm saying. Sorry, that's what Jim. I'm saying. I've, I've had oysters from that area in Connecticut. Because like, it's easy you could to transport. transplant oysters to Washington. No, but what I'm saying is you, the pizza, different thing. Has to be made specific places. You can't move it. It doesn't matter. My point is, I'm just over New England. 
There's nothing good here. I mean, arguably, you can move to Napoli, Italy, and have some good pizza. Does it snow? That's good. Does it? Snow? And it's a different type of pizza. It it's is, not yeah. a beach. I mean, it's Neapolitan. Yeah, but it's it's. I'm sure it's fine. But listen, Dan. The point the point of this <laughs> is that the only thing keeping me here is uh, Democrats and. <laughs> The <laughs> the guy who literally just made his life's biggest investment in a home does nothing but complain about where he lives. Yeah, that as soon as I did it, I was like, "This sucks." <laughs> in your situation, you're supposed to move first, then buy a home in a place where you like to live. Yeah, I didn't have that option, so I just I'm just stuck here. The things we do and for our children, up. am I right? When I was in high school, a lot of wise people said to me, if you don't like it, get out. And that's what I'm saying to you, Jeff. And those people now stormed the our Capitol cops. one year ago. And our cops. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And have DV records. What? DV? Domestic violence. It was a joke. We could continue oh, on. We could cut this part out, Jimmy. Cool. This is the part of the show that we do every single week called talking ourselves into. So where we talk ourselves into little things that aren't, you know, they're not long enough to do a, a whole episode on. If you don't like hearing us talk about this kind of stuff, check out the show notes, skip ahead to whatever this TV show is. I forgot the name of it, Dan. Better things. Better things. <laughs> you can find a better conversation if you don't like this. Uh, by going to that part of our episode. Or if you don't want to hear that part, you know where to end. <laughs> Just turn off the episode when we're done talking ourselves into things. Uh, this week, actually, I've mentioned it on the show before, and I've been doing it for a couple months now, and it's fantastic. I've been talking myself into not taking notes for talking me into. It is I hate this. beyond liberating. Let me tell you something. Music stuff, I still do. It's kind of hard to be like, what'd you think about this song? Uh, it was good. I don't know. They had guitars in it, you know? Um, <laughs> I forget which one that was. So yeah. so music stuff, you kind of have to, but like TV shows, we just recorded The Righteous Gemstones. I watched five episodes. We only talked about two. Didn't take any notes. Conversation, flawless. <laughs> it was a perfect episode, everybody. Same thing with Saga. Read six issues. Didn't take any notes. Conversation, mm, it was a chef's kiss perfect. I didn't participate that much because there was a lot of people in there, but I, I still added to the conversation. I just, I'm done taking notes. I want to enjoy the content. I'll remember what I remember. And if I don't, who cares? You know, I'm not trying to educate you. This show should be a bunch of friends sitting around. Maybe we're at a party and we haven't seen each other in a long time and we're catching up. Like, hey, you've been listening to any stuff lately? Yeah, sure. Well, tell me about this thing. Or, you know, you're sitting at a bar uh, like you do during pandemics when you don't drink alcohol anyway. And you're like, hey, what's up, guy? How's that show on television? What's your life like? You know, there's no notes. People don't pull out notes from their wallets or their satchels. And they're like, well, I listened to this album and here, here's what I have to say about it. We're just bullshitting. Nobody cares. It's fine. Nobody's commented like, I think Jeff isn't taking enough notes. I mean, actually, a lot of people have commented that you're uninformed. Well, they've been doing that since the start. So if I'm uninformed while taking notes, I'm not wasting my fucking time taking notes. Sorry, Jim. It's so freeing. Because like when you're watching something, I don't know what's going to be important. I'm wasting notes. I'm going to write half a page on this character that dies in the next scene. Like, come on. Jeff. Come on, guys. Jeff, as the yeah. Zoomers would say, I find this entire segment very sus. How? How so? I don't really know what it means. I just wanted to try to use it. <laughs> you don't know I what suspicious means? Yeah. I think it's sus, Jeff, that you want to get worse. I think that's cap. I don't know what that no means. No cap. No cap. <laughs> yeah, let's not tell him, Jimmy. <laughs> I'll just have to go on Urban Dictionary later. You're not going to remember. It's You're fine. old. Dan, what it's are you talking yourself gone. into this week? Talking myself into the comic book stylings of Chip Zdarsky. Oh, that's okay. Uh, as I talked to you guys about Off Pod, uh, I recently read Spider-Man Life Story. 
uh, by yeah. Chip Zdarsky. I enjoyed it a lot. It was very good. Um, I also remember that he worked on Sex Criminals. He was the artist for Sex Criminals. Correct. And uh, I was a big fan of that. And uh, it's like the world wants me to get into Chip Zdarsky because I just saw an advertisement for um, a new DC Comics miniseries called Batman the Night, which is being written by Chip Zdarsky. So, yeah, I mean, what I've read from him, I really liked. I also read uh, the first arc of Stillwater, which is like a horror comic. Wasn't my favorite, but it was less to do with the writing and more to do with just like the genre. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I've also heard really good things about his run on Daredevil. Jeff, you're a Daredevil boy. I know you're not like currently yes. getting comics, but have you heard any buzz about that? I, I actually was buying Daredevil until like last year, but I haven't read it in like five years. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I should not be buying this because like it looked cool. And I'm like, I will continue to buy it. Uh, no, I, I don't know anything about his run. I think Elektra's Daredevil now or something. Yeah, that's a recent <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, that's cool. But yeah, he's been writing this volume six since April 2019. It gets very good reviews. Spider-Man Life wow, Story, if you guys haven't six. heard of it. Yeah. If you haven't heard of Spider-Man Life Story, it basically tells the story of Peter Parker's life, but with the guise of him actually aging instead of the comics where he stayed the same age. So you get to see like an old man, Peter Parker, and like how he's... Mm-hmm handling and it has a really nice through storyline about like him coming to terms with like how far the great power great responsibility like needs to go like should you really like give up your entire life for this responsibility i would uh, love to see that with batman he'd be like you know 95 years old right now fighting the (laughs) court of owls well also like the only thing that makes it work for spider-man is because peter parker has the powers from the spider Otherwise, like a six-year-old dude would not be able to do any of that stuff. So right, right. I was thinking that they should really go back and do like a '30s Batman again. Like that'd be cool to see, like uh, old like noir detective Batman where he's got a a lot of equipment and stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I I don't even know what his uh, upcoming Batman miniseries is about, but I just saw like a splash page for it, and I was like, all right, I'll check that out. Sounds cool. So yeah, Chip Zdarsky, check him out. Jim, how about you? Uh, this is a boring one. I've talked about it before, but I've just been talking myself into uh, catching up with like YouTube uh, TV shows, stuff like that. Now that I'm not on social media no more, uh, I got a lot of time where I could like actually like I'm trying to focus my time into like actually consuming things that I enjoy. You've done yeah. this um, before where you're like, I'm going to not yeah. consume this media so I can consume that media. Yeah, pretty I've much. done that before as well. It's just focusing my energy towards different things. Um, like, uh, I even just like we did an episode on Righteous Gemstones. Spoiler, I was talked into it. I'm like, oh, I could just go and watch that now. Uh, and that's just like nice that I, I'm not like I'm putting it off and like not doing it. I'm just like, yeah, might as well just watch it. I liked it and it's short. So just get it over with. Nice. And uh, yeah, t- talked about it before. It's just something small and stupid. Um, AKA, I didn't have anything else I was talking myself into. <laughs> Jim, it's not stupid if you like it. I like it. That's on the next segment. segment. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> hey. Okay, fellas, Better Things is a comedic drama. Someone say like a black comedy series. Um, created by Pamela Adlin and this other guy that we'll talk about in a minute uh, for FX. Uh, It's about to start or just started. I can't remember when this is airing. It's fifth season. Uh, It's it's a semi-autobiographical look at the life of creator Pamela Adlin, who is a middle-aged female actress trying to make a living in Hollywood, raising three daughters on her own. Um, Pamela Adlin stars as Sam Fox. Um, There's three great young women in the show as her daughters. Some of them you might recognize from other projects. Um, Mikey Madison plays Matt Fox, the eldest, volatile, angry, emotional daughter. Hannah Alleygood plays Frankie Fox, the androgynous and independent middle daughter. And Olivia Edward plays Duke Fox, the adorable, sweet, but also kind of strange youngest daughter. Who um, names your daughter Duke? 
they all have men's names in this show. Even what I was I don't, going I to I don't think do, I've ever even heard of a boy named Duke. I think it's a nickname, possibly, but they don't really make reference to it. Okay. Across the street from the family is Sam's mother, the kid's grandmother, Phyllis, a.k.a. Phil, uh, played by famed, historied British character actress Celia Imry. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but she's one of these people that you will recognize. She has a great turn as the eccentric, uh, mentally unstable mother matriarch of the family. Um, before I get into some issues with the other creator, what do you guys know about this show? Nothing. I remember when it came out, and that's about it. I did, I had no idea it was still on the air. Yeah, I thought, I, I think looking now, I recognize like commercials for when this first came out. But when you put this on the list and you said better things, I was like, I've never even heard of that. Is it like a stranger <laughs> things spin? I've no that I have no clue for. Uh so better things uh was part of the creator deal that FX signed with Louis C.K. So unfortunately, Louis C.K., who is a bad guy, and uh rather than just apologize and disappear to the wood into the Double woodwork has decided down. what he doubled down and just went oh yeah crazier so that's why is... i lost 1000 percent respect for him at first i was like yeah he's a bad guy but now i'm like no he's a real bad guy yeah he instead just chose to go on a tirade about cancel culture and pretend that he still has a career so anyways when that happened pamela adlin who was a regular on his tv show louie uh he co-created well before this the scandal came out he co-created this series better things with her he was a producer a writer a sometimes director he had his hands all over this show and he was featured on the show as an actor as well uh ironically or maybe not ironically he played kind of a creepy weird dude who followed sam around and wanted to be part of her life um but once the truth about Louie came out, Pamela Adlin did the right thing, which is to tell FX that she would quit the show if they didn't sever their ties with him, which they did. She removed him from the production staff, all the staff along with the show. She also fired her agent and manager who she believed knew about Louis C.K.'s, uh, you know, bad shit that he did. Right. Um, so... The show continue on without Louis, and I think the I show mean, actually feel, got. I feel like it would have continued anyway, right? Because like, I don't know. It seems like this show isn't really in anybody's zeitgeist or on anybody's radar, even though it's five seasons long, and they probably would have cut Louis anyway. Um, maybe. Uh, what I'm surprised about, as you mentioned, this is not a this this is not a buzzworthy talked about show that much. Um, I'm surprised they didn't just cancel the project and end. Right, the show. that's what I'm saying. Like that's right. that's crazy to me. So I am pleasantly uh, surprised that FX showed the commitment to Pamela Adlin and the faith that she could continue making this show and at least get the same attention that she was getting before. I don't know any numbers on this show. We're just going by what we hear in the pop culture buzz. Uh. But there are devoted fans of this show. The show is really well written, really we're, well acted. We're looking at about 300,000 views an episode on average. Uh, That's for, bad. It's very bad. The very last show, um, it's 0.186. I think that's a million, right? Yeah, per million. Yep. So yeah, it does not have a lot of views. Like Even in the first season, Louis C.K. was involved the first two seasons. 671,000 for the pilot. By the end of that season, you're at 547,000. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's consistent, if at, not anything. Like, maybe that they're fine with that. Um, I don't I mean, also I will know say if this takes into account, you know, streaming views. I don't know how they, they do this. But, yeah, it's not a very popular show at all. No, it is pretty, I don't, I don't want to say acclaimed, but uh, it is well-received by critics. Yes, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, 87 on Metacritic. 
they've won Critics' Choice Awards. They won a Peabody Award. They've been nominated for Writers Guilds. A lot of stuff. I mean, I mean, we're saying like you know, three hundred thousand views an episode, but I don't know how that compares to other shows like this, like funny drama shows on a cable network. Um, I'm not yeah. going to look up that information, but you know, I'm sure that listen, four seasons of that, if they're continuing with a fifth, it's got to be doing something good. Look, I mean, I'm a fan of it. I don't really care. <laughs> I, I think no, you no, guys will like it. Um, I don't know why it hasn't been, been more noticed by larger audiences. I think that FX has lost some of its luster in the past few years. Uh, they, they hitched so much of their creative trailer to Louis CK that, yeah, I don't know that they've fully recovered from that loss. Um, I don't know, man. There's some really good shows on FX. I'm not saying there's not, but I think like, th- right. again, not to use my favorite phrase, but they were in the cultural zeitgeist. Like everyone knew about the quote unquote Louie deal. And um, right. I don't well, yeah, know that, that they've really. That show was just like, that was, you know, explosively popular. Not just the show, though. His deal that he signed with them was like a complete creative umbrella. Like they just gave him money and let him do whatever he wanted. And Mm -hmm. and one of the good things that came out of it was better things, in my opinion. I mean, there's not many more shows like this. I think you guys are going to immediately realize that um, this is a show about women who don't need men in their lives, who are living fully formed lives uh, on their own who provide for each other, who care for each other, but also have ups and downs in their, you know, in their day-to-day life. And uh, mm. it's an interesting mirror to hold back to the Hollywood experience and to see it from a point of view of someone who is typically marginalized. Like, there's not a lot of roles for women in their 50s. And uh, it, I don't know. It's just, to me, like, if you're going to have one of these shows where you step into the life of the main character... I'd rather it be someone who's like very different than my life. I I find that much more interesting than like these typical, not to keep bringing up Louie, but there's a lot of these shows, right? So we have like Seinfeld, uh, Martin. There's a lot of these sitcoms, these like person's name where they just like give a comedian a show and they're like, cool, let us see what your life is like. (laughs) Moesha. I don't think that's the same situation. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. And everybody hates Chris. Such a shame. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of those types of things. So Pamela Adlin, are you guys familiar with her work at all? Yeah, dude. She's Bobby. Just from Louie. Yeah, that's true. Bobby Hill. She's, she's been in a million things. You'd recognize her. She's been an actress since she was a kid, uh, much like her character, Sam Fox. So I'm going to go through, um, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to pull out a few of the early episodes. I might jump around if a certain person shows up in an early episode. We might skip that um, just because I, I don't really want to talk about it anymore. If somebody does show up, we can have a discussion on it. Right. Okay. But I also don't want this whole episode to be the Louis C.K. episode. I want to focus no, on I Pamela am. Adlin. Um, That's true. Yeah, I agree with that. So when we come back, uh, you can check out which episodes we watched in the show notes. They're available for streaming on Hulu, and we're going to spoil those episodes in the second half. Sick. I've seen better things. That's not a spoiler. (laughs) I don't know if I'm talked into it yet. So, Dan, let's talk me and Jimmy into it. Dude, yeah, I'm basically guys. Weird Al at this point. Right Thanks. off the bat. Move guys. over, Harry Potter. Right off the bat. What? I I owe you and the audience an apology. Uh, a lot of what I talked about in the first half of this episode is incorrect. Yes. <laughs> Louis C.K. Um, does not appear in it. <laughs> correct. But- Louis C.K. does not appear in it. I was confusing his character with himself in the show Louis. Where she is a character playing his exactly. Girlfriend. Yeah, I, I screwed up yep. the crossover. A lot of a lot uh, of the first half was about Louis. Um, but in your defense, and this this does play a part in the conversation we're about to have. He did co-create it. He did right. co-write all of these episodes, and he did direct the first of these three episodes. Right. No, I think what we talked about in the first half of this episode is valid. 
apart from the stuff where I was like, oh, I have to be careful which episodes I choose because he's not in any of them. Okay, <laughs> cool. And then I did look forward to see what they did post Louie. And pretty much, like, I think one of the seasons, Pam- Pamela Adlin directed every single episode. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like... Yeah, props to Pamela cool. Adlin. I mean, this feels like her show, and she totally stepped up and took the reins. And I For like sure. the later seasons better. The problem is I couldn't give them to you guys because they're so based on yeah, yeah. understanding this world and these characters. Yeah, so we start off with um, she's sitting in a mall with her By daughter. the way, spoiler alert, uh, this is the final season coming out now. And if you haven't started it yet, we're going to be spoiling the first three episodes. She's sitting in a mall one. with her daughter unmasked, which just I can't get over that anymore. It's just ruined entertainment <laughs> for me. Worst thing about coronavirus uh, is that really this is TV years shows. before. I know I'm, I'm kidding, Dan. It's it's all for okay. laughs. So we're just having a laugh here. Um, oh, and, and people her, will laugh at that, Jeff. People don't laugh at this show, Dan. Come on. Okay. I'm not True, funny. Make sure nobody likes me. Um, and her daughter is screaming and she's just kind of sitting there. And that's going to be my life soon. So, you know, I yep. can pretty much relate to that. Um, and then I just, love the way this this <laughs> argument, this tantrum unfolds. Is like the kid's just screaming nonsensically and crying. And there's a woman, an older woman sitting next to her staring at um, Sam. Yeah. And, and the, Sam's I response just love how the great. old lady doesn't say anything and just looks. It's very mm, funny. Yeah. It's just very dry, but entertaining. You do feel like the judgment coming from her eyes, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's 100%. like she's, she's crying because she wants those six dollar earrings that she owns at home, but she wants them for now. And I'm like, kids, right? <laughs> and Sam's like, are are you gonna buy the earrings for? Because that's the only thing that's gonna get her to stop. Yeah, and then she's like, do you want a corn dog? And then she just shakes her head, yes. <laughs> and they walk away, and that's the intro. And in the next yeah. scene, they're in the bathroom, and she gets a call from I, just like a a dad, like a kid dad that she knows. Mm-hmm. Um. Very awkward phone call, which I think that awkward stuff is very funny. You know how there's some people that are like, I can't watch The Office. It's too awkward. And I'm like, that's why it's good. Um, mm-hmm. It's that kind of humor to me. They're just like, I, I, uh, 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 like you could tell that. Are they in a relationship? Is he trying to hook up with her? Um, they're very awkward because they're trying to be like, you know, not professional, yeah. but they're trying to be adults. You find out either way conversation that like it's it's. They're both parents. Uh, their children go to school together. Either way, Sam is trying to end whatever it is without actually having to say it. Yeah. It's just so yeah, funny. Sure. In this scene in the bathroom, mm. when she's just kind of talking about like her love life to her eight-year-old daughter, however old she is, I mm. was like, okay, this show is Louie for girls. Maybe not for girls, but it, it's girl Louie. That's what the show is. It definitely has the same vibe as Louis. Um, of course, I know we said we're we're not going to uh, make this the Louis C.K. episode, but yeah, it, you, it, it definitely can. does have. I mean, when he co-created it, wrote it, and directed it, this episode in particular, you can't talk about that. And I mean, there's a reason why he got that huge FX deal. You know, when Louis was coming out, it's a very good show. I can't stomach the idea of rewatching it now, knowing what I know. But right. it's it's not that Louis was untalent. Louis C.K. is untalented in the art that he created then. Like I I do like the style of direction in this episode because it well, feels. Well, so it, 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 I'm going to stop you because I agree with you that tonally and direct the direction reminds me a lot of Louis. Yeah, but the content of the show is very different. I mean, it this is, show is intrinsically is. built on the experiences of a middle aged single mother who's trying to be an actor right which but the show louie was that when the main character is trying to be a comedian a comedian and this is yeah. the main character is trying to be an actress and voice actress this the parallels are there dan you can't deny that and right now i'm not saying that's a bad thing because i enjoyed the show louie i like the style um, the directorial style and just the way that like this is a comedy, but it's kind of directed as like this prestige drama. Um, and Louis did have dramatic parts; it had emotional parts. This yeah, show, I has think, dramatic and emotional parts. I'm just I think saying Sam right now, is a Sam is a much more sympathetic lead, though, because yeah. she, as we find out early in this episode, um, her kid's father is out of the picture. Um, she's so, sort of 
trapped with these three girls. Because you told me Louis C.K. was in this, I was like, oh, he's the dad. He's going to show up as the dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does. I like spoiler. Alert. I like there's a moment in here where all of her frustration boils over. She's trying to do back to school shopping with her eldest daughter, Max, and she's in the middle of the store just screaming. Does anyone work here? Dude, <laughs> yeah, that when, was really funny. When that happened about two months ago, I was at a CVS trying to get medicine for my daughter who needed it pretty immediately. And there were about two employees, one in the pharmacy and one for the rest of the store. And I did that in the aisle. Yeah. I was standing there for like five minutes and nobody was there. <laughs> what I love about my that. My wife were watching this and I was like, that's me. That's literally me. <laughs> More than just the situation, what I love about that is Max's reaction is so quintessentially teenager. She's not like empathizing with her mother and being like, where is everyone? Or I'll go find someone. She's like, God, mom, you're so embarrassing. <laughs> it's yeah, true. That was really funny. It, yeah. I also do kind of sympathize with her too, but um and yeah, also I mean, she, she she then immediately finds the graph paper like she explodes right before the scene yeah. in front of her face which like, is oh. my life that is me yeah, yeah that was really funny this episode is kind of like different vignettes so the next vignette we see is sam and max in the car i guess driving home from that shopping trip and max is like can you get me weed and sam is like yeah. no that's not normal you shouldn't be asking me for that and she's like Geez, mom, my friend said if she ever wants, my friend's mom said if she ever wants weed, she'd get it for her. Do you really want me smoking something with like possible chemicals? I want organic, high quality marijuana. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And I also love um, Sam just like, you're a kid. You should hide stuff from me. Yeah, that was a great <laughs> that line. Was, that was really and funny. Then, that is a good exchange, too, because you see that like she's an honest mom. while She's not mm. being like. We are best friends, but she's not being an asshole. She totes that line of like, yeah, I'm mad because you push me and you make me mad <laughs> and mm. I have to make sure you're safe kind of thing. So it's just like this honesty that comes out and you could see that Sam is like shocked kind of by that honesty. Yeah, I think that's and sort I of a theme of the show going forward, at least for these first few seasons when the kids are younger, is that like she's built this trust and this honesty with them. But the downside, like, that's great because, you know, she's there for her kids and they come to her when they have issues. But the downside is that they they don't have a lot of respect for her. They view her like as a peer, I feel like. Mm. So that that definitely yeah. comes up a lot. I definitely, um, of course, like I'm like an industry guy. Like I, I understand like how like Get a things of work guy. and stuff. Get a load of this and, guy. Um, <laughs> and I, I did appreciate like um, them showing like dubbing of um cartoons i was like oh that's kind of cool yeah, i like that yeah. how they're that, that uh, was a very funny scene too when like she's doing the yeah. voiceover and then she just like has a breakdown and she yeah. immediately apologizes to vernon and he's just like laughing <laughs> he doesn't even say anything and then she, right. it, it goes from like eh, we have to go find the sorcerer to ah that little cock goblin ah sorry vernon ha 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 <laughs> yeah that was awesome she kept on doing the voice too which is funny mm -hmm. which is also funny too because it was just bobby hill's voice right pretty much yeah um so then there's this other like b storyline that is running through this episode which is that sam is texting a guy we don't really know a lot about it it's flirtatious but it's clearly complicated um he may be married like she he says he's going to be back in town he only has a small window of time to see her she has flashbacks of them meeting at a hotel um, what did you what did you guys think of this B storyline? I mean, we don't get a lot of it in this episode. It's basically no. just set up for future episodes. Yeah, but I mean, you can tell she's dating. We'll talk about it later. Hooking yeah. up, you know, maybe not really looking for something serious. Just whatever. Maybe she is looking for something serious. Um, but at this point, we don't really know. There's a really cute scene after this that... Um, totally rings true i mean i don't have a kid but i have a niece that spends a lot of time with me and i've definitely been in this situation when she was younger which is that like the act of putting a child to sleep you want to get everything to be so relaxing and calm and mellow that you can often put yourself to sleep uh, uh, yeah one thousand percent it happens every single night of mm -hmm. my life <laughs> that's that's just what having a child is so we see sam fall asleep in bed with duke wake up in the middle of the night after this is like something this show does incorporate sort of surreal or fantastic elements. She has a vision of her father um, before he passed away, obviously, which is 
I don't know. It's kind of like a memory because it seems to be rooted in a specific time about like his career and stuff. He has a really um, bad shirt and beard. Yeah. Big 70s dad vibes. But th- there's more of this to come. Um, I believe it's either season two or season three where there's like an overarching plot that involves her father. What do you guys think of this mix of the surreal with the very real rest of the show? I didn't think it was that surreal. I just thought it was a flashback. Yeah, that's kind of what I got out of it too. Like, uh, if, uh, comparing it with Louis again too, like it, it definitely Louis always touted the line of like, "Oh, what's real, what's not," and like he didn't really care about like, um, uh, just like kind of like getting weird with different things. So mm-hmm. I, it was something that I kind of expected going into this. Yeah, when that happened, I was like, "This was definitely Louis C.K. input because this is his style." Yeah. Yeah, which I is fine. I don't know. It was fine. I didn't get any. It didn't do anything for me. It wasn't I'm probably. It wasn't really it. funny. It didn't seem too dramatic. I I got the sense that it was planting seeds for something to come. Right. Because why else would they put it there? Because it well, didn't I think, really right. add much to this episode. I think that I'm allowing my future knowledge of the show to color my opinion of this because this type right. of stuff does become a bigger plot and may- maybe you felt the way we felt when you first watched it right but rewatching, i will say that getting something different out of it if all you take from it is that she sort of has unfinished business with her father i think you see more of that in later episodes when her, she has conversations with her mother another yeah, thing i think sense. is funny and these shows are like <laughs> how they have cameos like these big names that don't do anything like mm. y- they they have a scene where she's going for an audition, so it's setting up her character, you know, what her profession yeah. is, all of that. And she's about to go do, like, a read, and then Julie Bowen of Modern Family fame walks out, and she just gets up and leaves. And it's actually mm-hmm. Julie yeah. Bowen. She has no lines. She's just in the background, like, talking to the directors laughing. And yep. in the credits, it's like, guest starring Julie Bowen. <laughs> but I think she doesn't come back the other two episodes. Her. Yeah, they do. She says they're like Julie Bowen. I'm yeah, right. That's what I meant. Is they reference her by name. They're like, yeah. Oh, why even bother auditioning then? When she right. doesn't come back the next two episodes. Same thing with the third episode. David Duchovny's in there. I looked up his credits. He's and he's in no other episodes. It didn't yeah. have to be David Duchovny. It could have been a no name person. I we think get Bradley funny. Whitford as well. Who's that? In the, in the the love scene, the guy, the love scene where she's like oh, yeah. uncomfortable yep. with it. I didn't know his name. I've seen his face. Yeah, from um, The Handmaid's Tale and West like, Wing. Yeah. Wasn't he in, like, The Good Wife, too? Was he the husband? I don't Never know. watched that. It's not good. Uh, the last part of this episode that I want to talk about is because it's very awkward and possibly, like, one of my funniest interactions. So we've seen... <clears throat> excuse me. We've seen interactions... Oh, I heard between, that. <laughs> what? I heard that phlegm just forming in your throat. <clears> throat> We, we've seen Sam interact with Duke in the beginning. That's her youngest child. We've seen Sam interact with Max, her eldest child. Now we get Sam's relationship with Frankie, which is very odd. Uh, we see Sam trying to find porn that she likes, and she's very bad at it. She's trying to masturbate, and Frankie barges in and just flops on her bed and starts talking to her about how when girls in Africa turn 13, they get their clits cut off. And she's like, maybe I should get my clit cut off for a protest. And that Sam's was, just like, get out of my room. And she's like, you're not getting your click cut off. Yeah. So that <laughs> that was pretty funny because you don't expect it. It comes out of nowhere. And you're like, all right, she's woke. She, this is introducing the character and showing that she's in in touch with, um, you know, her f- uh, feminist side or uh, she doesn't like feminists. I don't know what you oh, get. A sense of, yeah. You get a sense of who she is. But, but she's the, like Gen Z woke, which is like woke, yeah. but only for the laughs. Right. So the funniest part of all three of these episodes is, you know, then they just she's like, get out of my room, get out of my room. And like you said, she's like, you're not getting your clit cut off. <laughs> and then the scene just ends. That is yeah. the funniest part of all three of these episodes. <laughs> hands down. Yeah. Jim, you want to tell, tell us a little bit about episode two? Sure. So um, uh, Sam is at the gyno, I believe. Yeah. Uh, the gynecologist for the layman. um she uh she's basically like hoping the fact that she might be going through menopause and uh the gynecologist is like no you're you're basically a 16 year old down there what a creepy uh, line reading she's like you have the reproductive system of a 16 year old yeah (laughs) Yeah, so that was this is another part where because of our first half this episode was pretty cringe to watch knowing that louis ck had a hand in creating it 
Because there's a lot of comments like that. There's underage girls in their underwear running around, which isn't played up for anything sexual, but like behind the camera, Louie might have been like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I in this episode, this episode was directed by Pamela Adlin, and the story was by Pamela Adlin as well. So yeah, this I don't feels think... pretty authentic to me. Like the the it conversation does, yeah. between Sam and Sam and her two friends, where they're like sort of like snidely talking about is she bragging about <laughs> about not going through menopause? Felt very authentic to me. Um, we meet Sam's mother, Phil. She's one of my favorite characters on the show. What'd you guys think of her introduction? First, uh, I, I thought think it she's was, okay. I thought I was. Like, I, I wonder if that's her real mom, and she was like British and stuff. Uh, I don't think she is her real mom. mom, but I do believe Pamela Adlin's parents are British. I think I remember hearing that somewhere. Gotcha. Yeah, um, she, I, at least from these like few episodes, I'm not really getting anything like amazing from her. Like she's not really. I don't oh, know. I'm not really feeling it. I hard disagree. The way she comes storming across the street, like total manic energy like if you know people who are like bipolar or you know anything about that like dichotomy she's like this she reminds me of uh this is inside to our family but um so for a while towards the end of his life my grandfather lived with my parents and during the day when he was still well enough he would be alone for like several hours during the day and when my parents would get home he would have an entire day's worth of conversation stored up inside of him <laughs> that he would just like unleash on them like an attack of like oh my gosh i saw an airplane and the mailman came and the dog barked and i, I ate this and stuff and that's totally what this feels like sam's been out of town doing an acting job and phil just unleashes a collection of conversations that she's been waiting to share right yeah i could feel that too yeah um, it was but... it was fine she's fine i don't oh it wasn't like this is uproariously funny or extremely interesting i was like that's her mom right well, we're yeah, getting that's more kinda good, what I feel. getting more good film moments in the next episode. Yeah, for sure. I thought there was some fun acting style moments. Like we've seen a lot of stuff about Hollywood from the perspective of like successful actors, but this show does a really unique take on what it's like to be like a work a day average actor. Right. So you also get um, comments like she was a like child actor on a successful show in the past yeah. right Sick. Yeah. so we get that but you also see that like she's you know she's just sitting in rooms with nobody's waiting for auditions but she does yeah. have some roles already i don't know how hollywood works i don't know if that's accurate but you have to think like did she make a lot of money back then because doesn't seem like she is now but she also has like a 5 million dollar house right yeah, so, yeah it was kind of implied later on about how uh, I think Max says, like, you have all your money in the bank or something like that. Well, that's oh, what okay. Max's father that. tells her, which he's a real shit. But so you oh, don't know yeah. if that's true. But we do know that she makes enough money that she's paying alimony to her husband. Yeah. OK, but so, yeah, I love the like, scene in this. It's, episode. it's kind of it's kind of hard to feel bad or hard to relate to the like, I'm just trying to catch my next gig when she doesn't even need to work. You know what I mean? So that part of the show, like she doesn't have to be a working single mom. She could be a single mom and you can have this show just fine. But you have to add like that extra clash of she's a working class mom, but she's not. You can tell by the house they live in that. Yeah, I mean, she's not poor. What I would say is at the way they live, like at their lifestyle level, I think she has to work. Now, she could sell that house and move to the suburbs and probably live a pretty normal life. But at their level of lifestyle um, that you come to see later on in the series, I think that she needs to work because well, you probably relate to that. And you don't have to relate to that. I'm not saying everything has to be relatable because I can't relate to a lot of things. No, I don't say it's relatable. I just think it's an interesting perspective that we don't see a lot. Like she's an actor on this right. sci-fi movie. Um, you see her sitting around getting all this makeup put on. It's very reminiscent of like Star Trek and stuff like that. And then uh, like a PA or a director's assistant, first director or whatever comes in and is just like, okay, um, we're all set. Like just timidly firing her, basically saying like they rewrote the third act and that her character's not even in it anymore. It's like that yeah. human giant sketch with Paul Shear getting <laughs> cosmetically altered to look like an alien. Yeah. yeah. I thought of that as soon as I saw it, too. That was funny. Um, isn't the reason, too, because she took a selfie with it or whatever? 
No, that that little flash, which I like the way that's edited, is they tell her after she's like fired, like, please don't like post any selfies or any points. Then they flash back that she's already been doing this all day while she was waiting around. (laughs) That's funny. But um, Um, was this the episode with the party? Yeah, she comes home from Canada early because she got fired and the house is just destroyed. Yeah, they threw a rager and Frankie's like, we would have cleaned it up. (laughs) Yeah, they actually have the like indignancy, like the attitude to like be mad at her. They're like, geez, mom, it's your fault. You came home early. We would have cleaned it. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's kids. I'm pretty sure I did that before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same here. Um, But yeah, that whole big scene was funny. Um, I think apparently like her uh babysitter was just like shitty too and like she was like sleeping yeah she was just sleeping and then she's like you guys are gonna clean all this stuff up and frankie's like i have soccer and she like turns it around again that that's like sam's fault but um yeah there's kind of like a running joke that she can't find a good sitter we see in the next episode that her babysitter's crying but from the way that frankie talks to her um but there's a moment during this cleanup sequence where she finds a condom in Max's bedroom and she like she's like shit like this is like this is happening already and she but decides then, to get drunk with Phil but then she takes it to use it for herself yeah that's the twist at yeah, the that end yeah funny yeah. it's pretty good I, yeah and then we we have this whole sequence too of um them going to like a women's conference thing and she's touted as the only speaker so she's like oh shit i have to do this entire thing yeah, it was, I that, love that was pretty funny because it's like you're in, whenever you put like kids in an awkward situation that includes swearing. I think it's funny. Yeah, she yeah. starts this whole speech about how all women bleed and raise your hand if you've gotten your period. Raise your hand if you're on your period right now. It's so awkward. Frankie's like, geez, mom from the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and then she ends up like never had your period and like her youngest daughter just happily raises her hand with a smile. Yeah, Duke is <laughs> yeah. so into it. It's a, I don't know. I I love this sequence because it starts out so cringy and then it ends up being really empowering and everyone gets into it. And by the end, Frankie's like hugging her and thanking her. Yeah, that was nice. And then like like Jeff referenced at the end, Sam finally uh, unceremoniously has her hook up with the dude she's been texting. And because she hasn't gone through menopause, she's like, do you have a condom? And he's like, no, which dick move. But anyways, uh, she runs out and grabs the one from under Max's nightstand, which I thought was like a nice uh, little way to come for full circle. And also to, say, also to show that like she hasn't progressed to the point where she's beyond teenage sex escapades. You know what I'm saying? Like at mm. this stage in her life, I I think she wants to be in a more secure relationship or like have something a little bit more calm but instead she's struggling to find a condom like she's 17 again right i can see that and then our uh last episode that we're going to be talking about is brown and uh this one basically i believe this one starts off with um sam working on a job um yep working with what was his name david duchovny yeah yeah david duchovny that was funny um and the name of the director like the creator is his last his name was true blood yeah, <laughs> yeah. what were they working on true blood i don't know that part was confusing no his last name is pure blood i think no it's true blood but it one is, word it was it's, true blood his first oh. name is mel uh there's one thing i want to call your attention to it's just a quick little throwaway scene but i love it as an opening episode gag uh gag is that the episode opens with sam being shot from below and she like appears to be shirtless like hopping up and down it's like a a sex fake out and then the camera pulls back and she's plunging a toilet and then it just quick cuts quick cuts to the theme song yeah that was pretty i feel like i've seen that before so you can tell like there's some flirtation between sam and this director guy and he's like portrayed by lenny kravitz right that was him right yeah yeah okay yeah so I was like, is that Lenny Kravitz? But then I'm like, he put on some weight. But then I'm like, he's also like 50 and his daughter's like older than me. Um, so uh, you could tell there's some flirtation because he's like, um, yeah, when I was younger, me and my brother used to quote your show. So like, I don't I don't know if they're supposed to be the same age because how young was she when she was doing the show? But like, this is this is like some kind of like celebrity attraction he's had for a long time. And she respects right. his work, but is also attracted to him. Um, Only problem is he's married. Is that a problem, yes. though, Dan? This is 2022. 
don't it's a problem for her as we see later oh, okay. yeah, her just, conscience okay. gets in the way um but but we do get more of uh her mom like dan said in this episode where uh he goes over for dinner and he's like yeah she's gonna be racist and she's like my mom's not racist and he's like i didn't say she was racist but she's old <laughs> yeah She's like, whenever you invite a black man to the home of an old white lady, you have to warn her. <laughs> and immediately Phil is super awkward, doesn't say a word. And then in the middle of the dinner, she just bursts into this story about how she was in a department store buying stockings. And she asked for specifically the color N-word brown because that's how she always bought it. And the clerk was a black woman. It was so awkward. Yeah, it definitely felt like old woman kind of thing. But also that kind of like them actually doing that in the show just felt very dated to me. I'm like, oh, that's definitely like mid-teens. Oh, the uh, fact that like she said it? Teens. Yeah, she said it. I'm like, yeah, they don't do that anymore. Yeah, and like at that time, reason. it was meant to be shocking, but they would still do it. Now they right. wouldn't even do that. Yeah. It, well, it that's because everybody's woke and everybody's a snowflake and Louis C.K. is right. And comedy's dead. Yeah. PC Women aren't funny. culture ended Canceled. It canceled I'm Lenny fine. Kravitz canceled Zoe Kravitz canceled <laughs> um, I'm fine with comedy being canceled yeah it's not that great it's not it's overrated Zoe Kravitz's yeah. mom who's famous whose name I can't remember canceled Jason Momoa canceled everybody in their life canceled nice. um Batman canceled there's one other scene that we glossed over that I really enjoyed which is Sam dressing down her best friend's loser husband mm-hmm yeah, I just that was pretty good. thought that was great. She's talking about, he's like high and he's like, isn't my wife great? And she's like, yeah, she's so great that it's in fact painfully sad to watch her try to buoy you as you sink to the bottom of the relationship and all this shit. It's so good. And then mm -hmm. he's like, what the hell? And she's like, don't worry, you won't remember this because I did it like two years ago and you've smoked so many joints since then that you don't even remember the conversation. Mm. But yeah, uh, yeah it was. It was fine. I didn't really love that scene. I was like, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of people I recognize too. Like her best friend is in orange and is, is the new black. Yeah. There was mm -hmm. an actress that was on glow in there. Who just played like a small role. Yeah. There's a lot of, a uh, lot of character actors in this show. One yeah. character we haven't seen yet, um, but comes up to be revealed as one of her good friends going forward is uh damn. I don't remember his name, but you're going to know who I'm talking about. He's got a name like Deirdrick or something like that. Deirdrick Bader? Yes, voice from actor Drew guy. Carey and Batman yeah. Brave and the Bold. Yeah, he's he plays one of her friends in future episodes and it's so good. He's he's reoccurring through a lot of the series. Yeah, he's really good. There's a lot of character actors like that where you're like, "Hey, I recognize that person." But uh just to wrap this episode up, there's a moment that Sam and Mel share as he's leaving the dinner uh where it's like sort of will they won't they type thing um and i get the feeling that they both really like each other but they both know that it would be a mistake to hook up and i think that's a mature decision what do you guys think of this ending yeah i mean it's good it definitely feels like it's going to set something up um or maybe it doesn't i don't know um hmm. But uh, it, it just definitely, uh, it was it was cool to see her kind of doing the mature thing. Yeah, and, if, uh, if anything, it shows that um, even in hookup culture that she's sticking to her morals and not just trying to get a quick nut. Mm. I agree, especially like the whole like mixing work and pleasure thing adds a whole other layer of issues. She probably doesn't want to get a reputation around Hollywood as the actress who sleeps with married directors. Right. But yeah, those were the three episodes. Um Final pushes for me, uh, the season that's airing just starting now is the final season, so it's pretty self-contained. Oh, this is not a final push, but I forgot to mention this before. What did you guys think of the theme song? Mother by it. John Lennon. I thought yeah, it was such I, a great fit. I was like, Jimmy's going to be a yes just from this. <laughs> I don't no, know how they got their good. hands on it, but I thought it was fantastic. Probably Yoko Ono, yeah, right? Great. She doesn't care. She just wants money. Um... But yeah, I, don't I mean, know that's true. I don't. The series is self-contained. <laughs> it goes a lot of cool directing, cool directions. It feels very, um, how can I describe it? Like, it feels like Pamela Adlin, once she takes control of the series, really has no fears about like where it's going to go. There starts mm. to be some more like overarching plots. I mentioned 
um, dealing with the repercussions and the fallout of the loss of her father. Like she still hasn't really come to terms with that. There's a whole other season about her embracing her poor body image and like she's gained weight and how does she deal with that and stuff like that. Um, there's definitely some interesting relationships in the future for her. I, I think there's just a lot of cool stuff. Uh, the kids, they end up being such great actors. All of them really grow into their roles and they each have their own plots and storylines. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it only goes up from here. If, if you were only a little bit interested, I would encourage you guys to like, keep giving it a shot. Cause I think okay. you're going to really continue to enjoy it. Hmm. You guys have any overall thoughts? I don't think anything that I haven't already said. Um, I'm going to save mine until after the question. Okay. Well, here comes the question, fellas. <laughs> Was I able to talk you into better things? No. No. Mm, saw that one coming a mile away. Yeah, it was pretty boring. Um, I was glad when it was over, to be honest with you. <laughs> I didn't find um, anything interesting or anything that I'm curious to see how it turns out. You didn't out. hear, you didn't see anything interesting. That's, that's fun. No, there were, there were some funny parts. Like there were definitely parts where I laughed at, but none of the characters are really intriguing to me. Like I don't really care where any of them end up or how they get there. Um, I'm kind of in the opposite way. Like, I think the characters are fine. I think um, Pamela Adlin is very funny, obviously. Um, I I have a big problem with this show needs a better, like, story editor. Because there are so many things that just don't need to happen. Like, the whole scene where she's, like, as you were saying, he was she was basically just, like, ripping this pothead boyfriend a new one like that scene didn't need to be in there it was just in there because it was funny and i, don't, um, I it, mean i don't think i don't agree with that it should have been in there it introduces this character it introduces the relationship with them but uh, i also don't care it becomes a major plot point just yeah but it didn't have a major plot point for the episode. three episodes i mean I, i'm not gonna fight you guys on it. if you didn't like it you didn't like it but all the comparisons that were made to Louie, he did this stuff way worse. He has episodes that have sections that have nothing to do with anything. And I'm sure if I went back and watched Louie, it probably wouldn't be as good. Um, but it just didn't feel... Everything felt very disconnected. Like, even in, like, the first episode, it, like you were saying, Dan, it felt like four, like, vignettes. And it just Louis, didn't feel like a singular episode. The show Louie was like that, Jimmy. Like, I, I don't really have a problem with that. And I'm saying That's, if I rewatch yeah, Louie, it I probably know. wouldn't be good. The things that I did like about it were that. I like the aesthetics of it and how it mm. was directed. Um, That's the kind of stuff I did like. But as far as story and characters, yeah, I just, nothing hooked me. Like, there were funny moments. Like, I did laugh out loud half a dozen, a dozen times in this hour and 20 minutes or whatever it was. But I don't know. Like, there's just... Even if this show is sometimes doing this podcast is a little difficult because you have to balance like, did I like this enough to watch more? Am I going to watch more? Or and then it get, comes down to like, I barely had time to watch this anyway because my personal life is just busy. So am I going to want to take the free time I do have and watch this? And then you have to try to say, OK, that's not really fair to the show. If I had the time, would I watch this? And that answer is still no, because there's other things I want to watch way more than this. So it's it's just kind of yeah. like a no on all of those points. I check off a no on all of that. And it's not it wasn't bad. I wasn't watching it like this sucks. I can't wait till this is over. But when it was over, I was like, whew, thanks. <laughs> I mean, you, I don't you both make valid points. Uh, that's fair. I'm just sad because in the back of my head, I was like. This isn't the greatest show. Like, it's not critically, massively successful. But how can I say this without sounding like a jerk? I was hopeful that if we were going to do this episode and talk about Louis C.K., which is something that I have no interest talking about, that at least it would be redeemed by the fact that I thought you guys would like it. No. So to spend just, an entire episode just, just talking and shining a light on Louis C.K., only to hear you guys go like, no, is kind of a letdown for uh, me well i i pick better shows i don't know pick better things 
Yeah, I mean, it, it just wasn't any, there was nothing that really pulled me in that made me want to watch more. Um, again, there were some very funny moments. And I think Pat, Pamela Adlin's a good actor. Oh, for sure. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and I definitely do like the like L.A. lifestyle kind of thing. Like it did yeah. kind of feel like a an L.A. version of Louie to me. Well, so um, I'm, it, it's just not what I'm looking for right now. I'm not that sad that I lost Jeff. He's a hard sell on this stuff. But I really thought I had a chance. No, with Jimmy I'm because- not. I'm not a hard sell on this stuff. Dude, it has 100,000 viewers. I've seen YouTube videos of teenage boys just like farting on a camera (laughs) that has 3 million views. I just made that up. My point is like, it's not a popular show for a reason. Okay, I mean, do you... That's just such a weird argument for you to like just talk about viewership. You like a ton of things that aren't commercially successful. I know. Where Where I was going was specifically like I thought Jimmy would see the relationship between Sam and her daughters very reminiscent of Lady Bird, which is like Jimmy's favorite movie or one of them. Similar. Yeah, it was similar, but Lady Bird had a self-contained story. Okay. I'm a little bit... It's it's definitely more non-linear and a little bit more like um, avant-garde than that. And and it it also has to carry a through storyline for four or five seasons so but that's fair whatever let's move on i'm sad let's go to the next so one. Next, the next week <laughs> is our three year celebration episode and we had planned to do a video game but we're not doing anything in person so i've been asking and asking what we're episode not? are we gonna do um i don't think so right we're not doing anything in person no we're not gonna do anything in yeah, person this had we don't know what we're doing but we're recording this segment in about five minutes and i don't know what topic we're picking if it's still my topic i have one picked oh do you want to say it now if it's your topic go for it we are going to be talking about the acclaimed my neighbor totoro the movie the film it's on hbo it's gonna be fun it's a uh, miyazaki movie and i've been wanting to rewatch it and i think it's going to be uh i think it's gonna be fun one i think it's gonna be a fun episode to kind of talk about more of a lighthearted like anime family film and jimmy, uh jimmy can i yeah I'm, I'm fine with this this is an absolutely fine topic yes when did you decide this last night what you couldn't have told us like i've been asking i've been asking guys i forgot i haven't really i love it i love the messages. fact that if you're a fan of talk me into you know we're we're really into anime and we have a great track <laughs> yeah. record when it comes to anime so we let's do. celebrate our three-year anniversary with anime <laughs> yeah let's do it three years of talk me and the may too <laughs> crazy can't wait in the meantime, for jeff to say that it's about pedophiles <laughs> probably uh in the meantime know. dan what are you talking or dan <laughs> where can you find the podcast you can find us on all the social media at talk me into on twitter at talk me into pod on instagram at talk me into on tiktok uh we're on all your favorite podcast apps but if you want to see them in one place check out talkmeinto.com email us at talkmeinto at gmail.com guys join our patreon there's so much stuff hitting the interwebs right now you're getting exclusive episodes you're getting early access to videos patreon.com slash talkmeinto and last but not least one of those video segments that you're seeing before everyone else is a series called so discussions produced directed created by jimmy well kind of created by me and jeff but everything else by jimmy and conceptualized by me yeah and uh jeff and i are hosting we're tasting sodas every week so you don't have to save your teeth save your belly and watch us drink them instead jeff where can people find you people can find me on twitter at j-e-f-f-f-f-f-27 that's jeff with five f's the number 27 jimmy you're not online anymore are you what are you doing where can people no. do things for you just give your address out <laughs> you can subscribe to me on youtube youtube.com slash son of a fish s-o-n-n-e-d-a-f-i-t-c-h that's where you can find me dan where can people find you you can find me on twitter posting under the name danny underscore breakdown check out my band disqualifier wherever bands are heard thank you for listening to talk me into what will we talk you into next Totoro, Totoro. Guys, that's the song, and it's really cute. <laughs> cool. But there's a hole in the bottom. I wanna take away the good idea. Alright. <laughs>
Me too. All three. Wow. Let's make each other's butts <laughs> not hurt. And I'm not tired, this. and my butt doesn't hurt, but I am hungry. <laughs> I'm Dan. My butt doesn't you, hurt. <laughs> you saying that you're not tired is such a like mind f for me because <laughs> you used to say it so much on the old podcast. Yeah, I'm tired. I think it's because you guys recorded at night too, which was that. Part of it, and I also like, had I'm tired. I had severe sleep apnea that was undiagnosed, so I was like <laughs> never actually ever asleep. We would, we would, I would get out of work at five thirty, come home, we would meet up at like six or seven. We would all get dinner every single week. It was getting dinner because it was like hangout time. And then we would start to record and just record for however long. <laughs> and then I would stay up and edit it and post it. I wouldn't get to bed until like two in the morning for a stupid show. 30 people listen to. Yeah. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> I wish I was on <laughs> cocaine. Maybe I would have enjoyed myself then. Hey, true. All right. Let me count down. Three, two, one. I heard a clap. I'm going to assume you guys clapped. Yeah, I heard yeah. somebody clap. Yeah. Wait, was it me? No, I didn't hear my own Probably. Ready? I'm going to mess Jimmy up now because I did yes. two claps. <gasps> All right. You can hit record whenever. Scored in. I'm going to finish up this mouthful of bagel. All right. Let me know when you're ready, Jeff. Right, I'm going to just sip the last of my beverage. A trip to light fandango. Dance cobwebs cross the floor. <clears throat> Anyone? Never heard it. Never that I have no clue for. I'm sure you've heard it, you just don't know it. It's like one of those sixties one hit wonders. And so So right, Whiter Shade ready? of Pale by Procom. Procom Harum. Oh yeah, Procom Harum. Go Procom <laughs> Jeffrey's. Wow. Wow. Let us know when to clap, Jim. Jim. Okay. Three, two, one. Very cool. Wow. I heard wow. Dan's clap. Wow. Um, wow. Wow, wow. Jimmy's Jimmy's wow is very close to the Owen Wilson wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. I could start this or Jim could start this. <clears throat> you can start it, Jeff. 